Welcome to Victory Monday. Kyle Krabs locked on Dolphins 42-38 victory over the Baltimore Ravens in week two. We back another week. Strap in. Locked on Dolphins. We're getting after it here on the show. You are locked on Dolphins. Your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Kyle Krabs, Locked On Dolphins, your team every day here on the Locked On Network. We don't just say it, we live it, and we especially live it when the Dolphins experience the second biggest comeback in the history of the Miami Dolphins franchise. 28 points in the fourth quarter. 42 to 38. Yours truly, Kyle Krabs. I want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players, and if their score more or less than their prize pick projection hits, you can win up to 10 extra money on your entry. First time users receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. And whoa, Nelly! Holy cow! I know I've said it before, and I apologize. First of all, I know I get the the feedback. Hey, Kyle, you know, sometimes the audio levels get a little hunky-dory and uh, a little wonky. Yeah, they're going to be screwed up today because I'm going to be screaming my head off into the microphone. Okay? St- straight up. I'd apologize, but I'm not sorry. Because me and my wife, we went down. We took the trip down 95, hour and 15 minutes. We went to the uh, the tailgate that was put on by Valley Fanatics. Guys did an amazing job putting on a, a amazing tailgate. Got to meet Solo D and Dolph Freaky and a bunch of really great Dolphins fans in Baltimore ahead of the game. Sat up in Section 511, end zone view, looking down the field. I took this thing in in person. And uh, it was it was a pretty frustrating game script for a pretty extended period of time. And the reason why was I thought the Dolphins generally moved the ball at will. When they wanted to move the ball, they did. But they gave up an opening return for a kickoff for a touchdown. They ended up in, in situational football at the end of the first half, not closing out and allowing Baltimore to steal a possession and steal a touchdown. The game script was one that they chased the entirety of the game. And despite all that, they still continuously moved the ball. And I, I, I midway through the Thor Crowder game, I'm like, this is the most frustrating game ever because Miami's down big, but like they're pretty consistently moving the ball. Yeah, you had the two interceptions from Tua Tungaloa. Um, but at the same time, you know, there, there were chunk gain opportunities both in the passing game on the perimeter, a couple drops, a couple missed throws. It's a weird it's a weird game. Anytime you come back from four uh, with four fourth quarter touchdowns in, in a very short stretch of time and you win by four points, it's a weird game. Uh, but make no mistake, this is a critical game for the Miami Dolphins in the big picture of their their playoff positioning for the end of the year to not be in a hole. You know, the last three years we sat here and said, oh, well, gee whiz, the Dolphins, uh, you know, 
it, you look back on September and they they just couldn't get out of their own way and it was too big of a hole to dig out of. You're two and zero. You're two and zero, and you got an amazing opportunity this upcoming week playing the Buffalo Bills, and then you have the Cincinnati Bengals, and then you have the New York Jets. We talk about the season in quarters. And my objective, my goal for the first quarter of the season was three wins. Well, you're two and zero. What an amazing feeling! What an amazing comeback! And for as good, and I do have the sunglasses on because we are here in Club Dub. I got my cigar here because as soon as I am done this, I'm gonna go out back and I'm gonna light this thing up, and you'll all see me on social media uh, celebrating this victory, just as the Dolphins should. Um, but the Dolphins, they get a lot to clean up. You know, and I think you can look at the way that this game started and opened in the first half and the first three quarters. And if we're being honest, Miami should not have won this football game based on how they played in the first three quarters. But they took this football game, and that's a huge development. That's a huge development for the Miami Dolphins. To be in a position where you can take a game that you have no business winning, and that's a big, big departure in the way in which they did it, like when they played the Rams in Tua's first start, you walked out of that game and you said, yeah, Dolphins won in pretty impressive, dominating fashion, but we needed a, a punt return for a touchdown. Uh, we had a blocked punt that set up a short field uh, inside the five-yard line for another touchdown. Um, stole a bunch of scores. We won, and we won big, but we probably, you know, looking at yardage and output, looking at the offensive versus defensive performances, you can have an argument that you didn't win the game, but you stole it, and you stole it because of defense. Defense did not play well. Defense did not play well. When you have Rashad Bateman's 75-yard touchdown catch and run, Lamar Jackson's 79-yard touchdown run, the kickoff to open the game for seven points, way too many explosive plays. Way too many explosive plays. You got to get it dialed in. And to the Ravens' credit, Lamar Jackson played a good game. 21 to 29, 318 yards, three touchdowns, 119 yards rushing and a touchdown on the ground. Bateman and Mark Andrews killed the Dolphins consistently. But this defense showed up when it mattered. These wide receivers, Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill, no other passing target for the Dolphins had more than four targets. Mike Isecki had four for four catches and 41 yards and a touchdown. Tyreek Hill, 13 targets, 11 catches, 190 yards, two touchdowns. Jalen Waddell, 19 targets, 11 receptions, 171 yards, two touchdowns. Tua Tagovailoa, 36 of 50, six touchdowns, six touchdowns, two interceptions, 124.1 passer rating. This is the identity of the offense. You know, say what you about the about the running game. And hey, the running game, when you had the opportunities and you didn't really have too many because of the way the game script unfolded, you had some pretty good run, runs at your disposal. You ran 18 times for 86 yards, 4.8 yards per carry chase. I mean, sure, he gouged you for, for 28 on one run. Mostert ran the ball well, 11 for 51. Edmonds finished 5 for 33, and I'm not just going to sit here and read off the box score, but we're going to dig into the All-22, and we're going we're to talk about the ways that Miami, in chasing the game script, um, 
kind of left some points on the field early. And then, of course, what they did late with, with Tyreek Hill. Uh, the Dolphins 547 yards of offense, 27 first downs, 35 minutes time of possession. They did lose the uh, turnover battle 0-2. to two. Uh, Baltimore, one penalty for five yards. Miami, eight for 51. How about the Dolphins? Four times in the red zone, four touchdowns. That's huge. That in itself is huge. And credit to Tua Tungvaloa for the, the plays that he made going up above the rim for Mike Gusecki for one. I don't know if he was in, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter. Uh, extending the play, using, utilizing his legs to get outside the pocket on a couple more, keeping his eyes downfield. Miami on fourth down, two of two. Seven, 11 on third down. Offensively, a lot of good things. But you just looked up, and Baltimore, uh, they, they killed a massive amount of clock it, early in the first half. You know, they returned the kickoff. Miami puts a drive together. And then Baltimore's subsequent uh, series was 18 plays, 74 yards, 11 minutes time of possession. That's the first quarter. Kickoff return. Miami moves the ball very effectively, throws an interception on the ball that gets knocked up and down in the air. And then literally 18 plays for, for Baltimore. Muff snap on fourth and goal. Turnover in the red zone. Miami comes down, scores a touchdown. Critical swing. Critical swing. So the levy broke after that. But to Miami's credit, this team didn't blink in the face of adversity. And that in itself is a huge win for the Miami Dolphins, to be able to, t to play two football games, to win two football games, and to win them in dramatically different fashion. One on the back of a dominating defense, and the other on the back of 469 yards and six passing touchdowns. Tua Tungvalu, the second, quarter, second youngest quarterback in the history league, to throw for plus 450 and five plus touchdowns. Patrick Mahomes is the other. And make no mistake, we're not going to sit here and call Tua Tungvalu a Patrick Mahomes tonight. But this is the kind of performance that, that Tua Tungvaloa needed to kind of build on for when we need you, can you? And this is a great testament. Tua Tungvaloa came into this game with 4,700 career passing yards. 4,700 passing yards for Tua Tungvaloa for his career. He just increased his career output by 10% in one game. These are 28 career touchdown passes. 28. He threw six in one game. It's almost a quarter. It's like 20% increase. This is a huge building block for this Dolphins team. And if you're not juiced for this, I don't know what to tell you. We're juiced here. We're rocking the shades. It's Victory Monday. We're in Club Dub, baby. Club Dub. Huge performance. Perhaps you're looking to get into Club Dub another way or two here uh, with some parlays. Got great news from you uh, with our friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks, daily fantasy done right. You could say, well, I'm going to take Tua Tongvalo over 450 yards passing. Tyreek Hill over 150 yards receiving. Ty uh, Jalen Waddle over 150 yards receiving. 
And uh, let's go Mike Kosecki over half a touchdown. That parlay on prize picks, and you probably won't find too many lines for two at plus 450, plus or minus 450 on passing yards. But if you bet the over this week, you would have hit it. If that parlay hits at prize picks, you can win up to 10 extra money on your entry. No competing against other people, just you versus the projections from the house. Featuring projections on any sport that you could possibly want to watch, including NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, Euro basketball, cricket, and more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or left. That's easy. Currently operational in 30 states and Canada. Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match on up to $100 using promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Prize Picks will give you another $100. If you deposit $50, Prize Picks will give you another $50. Don't forget to use promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. The Dolphins. Huge performance. And I really, reflecting on this, this is the kind of game that as I sit here and and think about Coach Mike McDaniel, his era with the team, you're going to get a lot of buy-in from your players with a performance like this. This is the kind of, whatever message you're selling the team, and we've seen that the Dolphins have since shared the uh, post-locker room comments from Coach McDaniel, right? And um, he said, this, this is, never hang your head on the field. And talked about asking and hoping the Dolphins would get some adversity as a team. You got some. Uh, you got extreme adversity. 35-14 going into the fourth quarter kind of adversity. But you're messaging to your players. This is the kind of building block and and this is the kind of response that your team can draw on early. And like, make no mistake, this is a historical type comeback performance in game number two under Mike McDaniel. History of the franchise. Dan Marino and Bob Greasy threw for six touchdowns like once. 21 points is the, tied for the second biggest comeback in the history of the organization. And you did it all in the fourth quarter to move your team to 2-0 and for a team that has perpetually started slow in the past. It is bright as heck. And bright as heck is an understatement. Bright as all get up here in Club Dub for the second consecutive week. I don't really know what else you can say from Miami's offensive perspective. This was everything that you hoped it would be. Are you discouraged that the team dug themselves the hole in the game that they did? Absolutely. Are you discouraged that the team in the midst of Baltimore having some of the injuries that they had coming into this game Uh, really struggled to get stops? Absolutely. The explosive plays are a concern. We're going to have to go back to the well. At the same time, this is what an elite talent in Lamar Jackson can do to you. But man, 
Rashad Bateman, four for 108, a 75-yard touchdown catch. That's a tough pill to swallow. There's no excuse for Devin Duvernay to have an opportunity to run a kickback. You've got a kicker that can put it out of the back of the end zone. And hopefully this is the hard knocks lesson to be learned on teams. Um, Don't tempt fate in that regard, right? But as I say here, and I, I, I am continuing to digest this football game and the Dolphins' performance in it. Um, we'll, we, we will proceed to go ahead and critique Elan and Roberts' fit on the Lamar touchdown and Jalen or Javon Holland's angle on some of the seam routes that Baltimore was able to hit. Because those are areas that you're going to have to get right. But second half adjustments, Miami outscores the Ravens 35-10. And this is why you go out and you get players like Tyreek Hill. Because guess what? We're midway through the, the second half and we're asking ourselves, hey, where's Tyreek Hill? You know, he goes back, gets an IV, having some cramps, whatever it is. And then he comes out and he catches two passes, one for 48 and a touchdown, and the next one 60 and a touchdown. And the Dolphins are suddenly finding themselves back in the football game. And credit to the defense, you know, for as poorly as I thought the defense did play in the the early portions. A lot of chunk gains, a lot of poor fits. Dynamic quarterback made you pay. Guess what? If you're going to want to win significant games down the stretch, you're going to play dynamic quarterbacks. You got to be ready for it. You got to be more ready for it than you were today. But then when the offense showed life, you showed life. You bowed your back. You took some pride. And I'm sitting here at halftime, again, much like how I was sitting here at halftime last week at the game at Hard Rock Stadium, asking myself, okay, what's what's the message I want to share with the audience? And it was, okay, you know, unsexy, uh, defense smothering identity, et cetera, et cetera. Well, the message for this one was going to be, if you wake up on Monday morning, and you play defense for the Miami Dolphins, and you're not embarrassed, I need you to look in the mirror. So credit to this team, credit to this defense for showing pride down the stretch and taking that pride and presumably being embarrassed and rising to the occasion to say, you know what? Not anymore. Enough's enough. I think think the defense deserves a ton of credit for when the offense gave the life that it needed to make this game interesting, the defense in turn fed off the offense. And that's what good teams are made of. Complementary football. Versatility as a team. We think about all the things that this previous coaching regime wanted this team to be. Chameleons. Oh able to to change in flux one week to the next. You know what the true definition is of that? Holding the Patriots to 271 yards of offense and a gifted touchdown drive that prevented the Patriots from getting shut out and winning in week one on the backs of your defense and then in week two giving up 38 points between defense and special teams and still winning the football game. That's true versatility. And a team that has that and a team that can show 
we're not out of games until the final clock strikes zeros is a dangerous football team. And Miami Dolphins fans, I kind of got a feeling you've got a dangerous football team on your hands. We'll find out just how dangerous over these next two weeks because we're going to play two teams that were amongst the final four in the AFC. But this Ravens team is a team that is largely considered to be a strong contender for the for the AFC North and is a team that has historically kicked the Dolphins' rump. Kicked the Dolphins' rump. Last year notwithstanding. And the Dolphins rose to the occasion and created a game that I will never forget. Will never forget. And so blessed to have been there. And so blessed to have been there and met a bunch of great fans at this event that was put on by the, the Valley Fanatics. Turo. The world's largest car-sharing marketplace with Turo. You can book any car you want, wherever you want it, from a community of local hosts. Browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or budget across the U.S., Canada, or U.K. Book a spacious SUV or minivan for a family road trip. Get a classic or luxury car for a special event. Find affordable economy cars if you're on a budget. Test drive that new electric vehicle you've had your eye on to see how it fits in your everyday life. Many Turo hosts can even deliver the car right to you. Every trip is backed by liability insurance terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Ditch boring rental cars and find your next drive at Turo.com. You wouldn't drive fast. Go ahead and take Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle out for a spin. I'm sure you can hear it in the voice box. We're strained tonight. What a show. What a show. And, and, and here's a question, and I genuinely don't know the answer to this. When's the last time the Dolphins scored 42 points in general? I know they had a big blow-up against the Houston Texans under Dan Campbell. Right? And maybe, I'm, maybe it's blanking me. Maybe I, for the, for the life of me, am going to pull this up historically and, and wear some egg on my face and say, oh, dude, you're an idiot. I can't believe you forgot this game from last year or the year before that. Uh, the high water mark last year was 33 points, Patriots and Panthers. 2020, the high water mark, 43 points. There you go. San Francisco, of course. How could we forget? 43-17. The year before that, Lord have mercy. We're talking 2019 Dolphins. I guarantee you we ain't score 42. 42 plus in that that season. High watermark 37 against the 38 against the Cincinnati Bengals in overtime, excuse me. 2018, high watermark 34, Miami Miracle, New England Patriots. 2017, high watermark for points 35, Denver Broncos win 35-9. It's been a minute 2020 San Francisco game, last time the Dolphins scored that amount of points, more than that. High water mark in 2016, the playoff season, consecutive 34-point outcomes against the Jets and Bills in December to help push the team to a playoff berth with Matt Moore playing quarterback. 2015, that's your 44-point outcome against the Houston Texans with Dan Campbell. My goodness, guys, this, this team just delivered you a treat. 
And this is not to gloss over the shortcomings of what the team did not do well. I've already acknowledged it. The Dolphins probably should not have won this football game. But the fact that they did, the manner in which they did, and the fact that they took it should give you a level of excitement for what is to come based on the foundation of a roster that has been put in place and the skill of the talent that is here. You put 28 points on the Ravens in the fourth quarter of a football game, you could score against anybody. Not to say you will do it every time, but there's no game situation you should look at and say you're out of. When's the last time you could say that about the Dolphins' offense? So shout out to the Dolphins' offense, Coach Mike McDaniel, Tua Tungvaloa, and Tyreek Hill, and Jalen Waddell, and Mike Kosecki, and everybody up front for their ability to do their part, their 111th, so to say, in Miami giving you the kind of, of sense and feeling in your gut for what could be that we haven't had in a very long time. Special showing for the Dolphins. We're going to enjoy tonight in Club Dub. The Dolphins next at home, week three. Short week for their opponent, the Buffalo Bills, who play on Monday night football. The Dolphins will be at home, and they will be 2-0. and Playing with a pristine opportunity to make the next statement. And whether or not they do so, that's what this week is going to be dedicated to talking about how ready and capable they are of doing that. And I look forward to that conversation, but not as much as I look forward to this victory cigar and an evening in Club Dub. Hope you guys have something special planned for yourselves as well, Kyle Krabs. Locked on Dolphins. Your team every day. We don't just say it, we live it here on the show. Fins up. Make it a great one. Enjoy the rest of your stay in Club Dub for yet another week. And I'll talk to you all again tomorrow.